What is going on, everybody? And welcome to episode number 52 of RizzoCast. I'm Stephen Risotto. And on kind of the, the week of opening day starting, uh, we have a nice baseball show lined up for you guys today. And we are joined by uh, some of my colleagues from the Skyline View past and present, Daniel Archuleta, who was a former editor-in-chief uh, and sports editor at the Skyline View, uh, the uh, obviously the college campus uh, newspaper at Skyline College in San Bruno. And then, of course, the current sports editor, Jasper Lindsay. So excited to have both of them here. We're going to kind of talk a little bit uh predictions projections anecdotal stuff here as we get ready for opening day uh which by the way guys great time of year for sports jasper i mean clearly there's a lot going on this year march madness kind of coming to a close what is this kind of year like for sports i mean it's just nice to see the guys get back out there they're gonna play a full season 162 games uh you're gonna get all the series you love um and I mean, it's just, it's exciting. The sun's coming out. The grass is green. Blue sky is hanging up there. It's just, it's going to be a good time. I'm really excited for this baseball season. Yeah. And Daniel, you are going to opening day. Uh, so kind of tell us about your trip. You're heading down to Seattle to watch the uh, opening. Uh, are you going to the all three games, the opening series? Uh, well, first off, thanks for having me on, Stephen. But uh, Sorry about that I, intro. <laughs> no, it's all right. Um, I am only attending... Um, the first game. Um, I've never been to Seattle, so it's also a bit of a sightseeing trip. But um, definitely looking forward to being inside an actual stadium for the first time in over a year. Um, so yeah, April first up in Seattle, only nine thousand fans being let in. Everyone's seated in in, in uh, pods. But um, it's definitely going to be something interesting, you know, up there, up in Seattle, they're treating, they're, you know, they're treating the entire pandemic, you know, as much as it is here in the Bay area. So, you know, they're requiring masks to be on at all times, you know, except while eating or drinking in, in your seat, they're trying to limit as much, you know, walking around T-Mobile park as possible, which is understandable. You know, you don't want people just lingering around, you know, you won't want them to watch the game and, how can you not when it's been so long, <laughs> but um, it, it was definitely a opportunity that I couldn't miss up. And luckily I, I was fortunate enough to get tickets at a decent price compared to what they're going for right now. Um, and yeah, just looking forward to it and hopefully the giants come out on top. How much did you pay for the tickets? If you want to disclose that information, because we need to know, because there's so many people that want to get into the ballpark this year and they're afraid that the ticket prices are going to go up with such, you know, limited amount of tickets. So how much do you want to disclose that secretive information? Uh, it's not a whole lot uh, secretive. Yeah, I'll share into it. It was um, last Sunday. Um, I was just poking around on out of all, out of all websites, Craigslist. Um, and, uh, yeah, as much as a hit or miss that normally is. But, you know, I'm going with three people. I'm going with my brother and mom and we were looking for three tickets and I just clicked on literally the first posting and the guy was like, Oh, three tickets um, for 420. And at first we were like, oh, okay, where, where are these seats at? They're 12 rows behind home plate. I cannot miss that opportunity. So, you know, we exchanged some, some dialogue with the, with the man and 
turns out, you know, everything was legit and we moved forward with it. And compared to what the ticket prices right now are on StubHub and SeatGeek and all the other resale um, sites, I'm, I'm sure we got a good deal on it because um, a lot of things right now are hovering in the $100 range, but you are in the outfield. So like I said, lucked out and you never know, you might see me on a TV, especially with the, uh, with the win on got the flag with me and we'll see what we'll see what happens don't want don't want to jinx it too much but you know just just saying yeah so you will be one of nine thousand people to see one of the first people to see the giants play a regular season game in like over a year so that's pretty that's pretty incredible uh so love to see it daniel heading the opening day so we have different ends of the spectrum here in terms of baseball fandom. Jasper is a, is a Rockies fan. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit. And Daniel, of course, is a Giants fan. So it should be a lot of fun here breaking down um, the National League West. And th- these are two teams that don't get highlighted in the National League West because of the two boppers at the top. So we'll get into that um, in just a sec. Daniel, let's start with our right, Jasper. Let's start with the, let's start with the Rockies. Um this is a team that, in my opinion, is just so poorly run. There's just no leadership, I don't think, at the top. And if there is any – there's a street cleaner going by my house. If there is, you know, any leadership at the top, it's clearly not anything special because, I mean, we've seen horrible investments. We've seen trades out of necessity. You know, this team is just built like a disaster. What is your outlook for 2021? I mean, we suck. Jeff Bryder is <laughs> prison. Uh, but, I mean, I don't know. It's not going to be horrible. We're probably just going to go back to the classic Rocky-style play where we just sit in the middle of the division all year, hopefully lose a few less games than the Padres. I mean, sorry, the Giants. Um, but, yeah, I mean, obviously we got nothing in return for Nolan, which was really just blows. Uh, Gombert, I'm a little excited to see how he does. He is a fly ball pitcher, though, and in Coors, you got to keep the ball out of the air. Um we're moving Tapia to center or Garrett Hampson even. So we might get a little more range out there. And that's something we've missed for a while. I mean, we gave Ian Desmond all that money just to chase down balls. He couldn't catch and make errors. Um, and opt out two times, <laughs> twice in a row. I hate Ian Desmond. Um, but I mean, yeah, you see, we give huge money. We tried to basically steal the Royals pen from them after they won the world series, Wade Davis and that. Uh, Scott Oberg, our bullpen savior, just got hurt again. Um, but, I mean, I think we'll see a good bounce back. This is from Kyle Freeland. He's excited. Uh, he's talking a lot of trash right now, saying the Rockies are going to shock the world. I don't believe it, just because as a fan, this organization has blown smoke up my ass my entire life. But, uh, yeah, I mean, Charlie Blackman, we're probably going to see him finally regress this year. I mean, he got off of that hot start last year. Trevor Story, he's planning to get traded. Um, Marquez, as I said, I love the guy, but he's just – he's going to get – like, you're basically watching the Rockies showcase what assets they have this year, and that's going to suck. But, I mean, who knows? Maybe they go on a Giants-esque run where no one expects it and maybe sneak into a wild card spot. But, yeah, being a fan of this team sucks. It sucked for a long time, and now it's just culminating in – hell this disarray that this team found themselves in yeah it shouldn't be a lot of fun and let's let's hop over to the giant side of things um 
with Daniel. The, we mentioned the two teams at the top, and this is really what's going to be interesting to see how they play against those two teams, the Dodgers and the Padres. Uh, and also, I guess that second wild card spot is kind of up for grabs in the National League uh, with the Padres obviously taking the first one. Presumably, anything could happen. But what is kind of your expectations for this Giants team that has a lot of older players and a lot of – there's no in-between. You're either really old on this team or, like, you are have no service time at all. So what's your, what's your thoughts for – 2021 for the Giants. Well, it it's very I it I find it very interesting what Jasper just said about you know the showcase of assets that the team is putting out there, and you can even say that for the Giants this year because of the many players on expiring contracts and one year deals that we have. Um, there's no telling what could happen. As you said, we 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 match up pretty good against the Dodgers at times. Padres we played them well last year but when it it all comes down to this team's pitching and whether that's the starters coming out and just really dominating as much as they can can the bullpen of just fresh faces and complete just fresh newness that we have not seen in a while because they traded away everyone two years ago we, we honestly don't know what we're going to get from this pitching staff and the bullpen as a whole. Um, and that's really, that's really what leads this entire team. We know that they can hit. They're going to score runs. They're going to get on base. But what else more can they actually bring to the table on a consistent basis that we have not seen since, you know, the mid-2010s? And that's really something that, we need to look forward into. We really need to look forward to this season because there's really no guarantee how it goes. Maybe they come out and really just light it up, and maybe have the have a top spot in the West or wild card going into June or something. But it really determines how they play and whether or not the team is all in on possibly making a run or not, or they just want to trade it all away and start fresh going into the next season. Yeah, I agree 100%. They're going to have to rely on pitching here. And we know about Gosman at the top. I mean, he's going to be pretty reliable, I think. Cueto's a question mark, especially as your number two. I mean, you could kind of hide him like what the Giants did with Jeff Samarja uh, the past few years. Uh, but I guess they they still think that he could be a top of the rotate, or at least for this team. Logan Webb's already going to be the three. He's probably been the player of the spring. Uh, disgusting. He's got a great changeup, best one on the team. And the bullpen is kind of filled with unknowns, as you mentioned. Uh, but they're going to score runs, I think. I think what's going to help every team in the National League is the horrible Central, like the horrible Central Division. Cardinals are going to benefit from it. Cubs, maybe too. Um, let's talk win totals for both the Rockies and the Giants. Rockies first. What do you see in terms of win-loss totals? Because, honestly, I see 100 games lost. I know you're going to cringe at that. Uh, you said middle of the division, maybe. Were you kind of with, you know, maybe win totals, you know, 60 wins? Is that too little? Where are the Rockies at? I mean, I think our peak is 80, 82. Mm -hmm. uh, that's usually the sign of a good Rockies team these days. Um, that'd be a successful year for the Rockies. That would be 500 successful. 500. No, two, if we win 82, we got two games to play with. There'd be like 500 points. 
one year, whatever. Um, yeah, I don't know what to expect. Um, it really depends on how this rotation shapes out. I hate that we still have Chichi Gonzalez in the mix. That guy's a scrub. I hate his ass. Um, yeah, I'll give him. I'll give him eighty as their peak, fifty as their low. Okay, so that that's that's not horrible. I mean, that, that's a very vast range, eighty and fifty. Um, but I, I would also. You know, Rockies, I feel like they're going to they're going to benefit because teams don't want to play at Coors. Like, you know, they never want to. Rockies are going to win a lot of those 10-11 games and they're going to lose a lot of those 10-11 games. So, um, yeah, that should be interesting. Giants, uh, Daniel, what do you think? I think that they're going to be a little bit below 500, um, maybe a little bit above. Where do you stand? Yeah. You know, just looking back at last year, look at where they were, you know, 29, 31, right there at 500. Who's to say they can't do that again? Um, and another reason why is to that record, they were beating the teams that they needed to beat. They were playing a bunch of AOS teams that were not too thrilled about playing the season, probably, with the Angels and Seattle as well. But that, that's what it all comes down to. Can you win the games that you're supposed to win? And can it be led by your dominant forces night in and night out? Um, I, I do like the 80 win projection. I think that's fair. Anything above, you know, you could even lower that down to about 78, 77. Anything above that, it, it was probably a great season in, in, whole, in whole, but there's just no telling. Um, it could be very bad. It could be very good. Who knows? It, it all comes down to what, what do we see from these players? Yeah. And the giants have, I felt like I like bit a moth or something. <laughs> no, or like a bug. That was weird. Giants have expiring contracts, as you mentioned before, everywhere, not just in the pitching staff, some big names are coming off the books and they're going to have a lot of money to spend for 2022 and beyond. Um, how does that make you feel as a Giants fan, Daniel? Like you see Brandon Belt coming off the books, Brandon Crawford coming off the books. And then the big one, Buster Posey, who just turned 34 yesterday or the day before coming off the books. Are you kind of like, good, finally, these guys are off the books? Or is there kind of like that nostalgia element where you're like, oh, Buster Posey, lifelong giant, can't see him playing anywhere else. Well, unfortunately, that's that's the one thing I, I dislike about the fan base is we have come, <laughs> we have come to love these players a little bit too much. Um, the one player I will be sad to see go, <clears throat> excuse me, is um, would just be Brandon Crawford because I knew what he was bringing every night. You know, solid defense, gold glove type defense. Um, didn't really care too much about the plate because that wasn't his role. But um, Brandon Belt, see you later. Um, do not care at all. He fin he finessed Bobby Evans for all all of our money. Um, he always puts on those consistent twenty games in like June, and then he strikes out a whole lot. Looking at that, but um, all. Uh, Grant Brisby, I don't want to be a name dropper of the athletic. He put a great article out. Um, I believe the past couple of days saying 
how this team can just blow it all up at the trade deadline. And that's because of all the expiring contracts and one, one year deals we got with players. Um, so who knows, maybe, maybe one of these, maybe I, I can't see Posey getting traded unless, you know, he's absolutely lighting it up, like batting above 310 or something, you know, like lighting a fire somehow, some way, but I just can't see that happening. But who knows if this team wants to blow it up, go ahead. But in terms of like me being sad about some of these players going away, it, it's time. It, you know, it, it was time after 2017. Like instead of bringing all those players in, they should have just figured something out because it's been well overdue. Yeah. And the fan base really get, and this is a fan base for all sports. They get caught up in, you know, the, what, you know, it, sports is always a, what have you done for me lately business in terms of the playing side and the track record, like, yeah, that's going to help you make projections and stuff. But I also feel like the track record cannot get in the way of future, you know, baseball decisions and our future sports decisions. And I think that came back to bite the Sabian and Bobby Evans administration when they, you know, re-signed Lincecum and re-signed PV and re-signed po- and brought all their guys back. Like, it's great that they're loyal, but you can't be loyal in a world of sports that just isn't loyal because you'll be an outlier. Jasper, and speaking of loyal, Trevor Story is also kind of a guy that we don't know what's going to happen to him. He's part of that big free agent class next year with the shortstops. There's a lot of them that are going to be available. And what stands out about Trevor Story compared to Carlos Correa and Corey Seager, um, there's another good one out there, uh, Lindor. I guess Lindor is kind of in the same boat is that these guys could both stick at shortstop Lindor and, and story Correa and Seager. I think they're on their way to third base. What do you see the Rockies doing with, with story? Is he a trade piece come July? Um, clearly I don't think the Rockies are going to be in it or is he a guy that they just get a compensation for and they, you know, don't even move at all. What, what's Trevor story's future? I mean, Trevor's the best shortstop in the league. Uh, he could be a, a 30 for 30 guy this year. Um, but I mean, I think you're going to see a lot of like what happened in Bryce Harper's final year with the Nats. They're going to try and move him at the deadline. Uh, they're not going to love the pack that they get for him just because he is on that one year deal. And I mean, no team really wants to give up prospects or future organization pieces for a guy that's only going to be with you for half the season. If even that two months. Yeah. So, I mean, we don't have in this fan base as big a connection to story as we did Arenado, but he's still like, he's a homegrown guy. Um, it's going to be sad to see him go, but I mean, we got Brendan Rogers coming up. So if he can get off to a hot start, I think you are going to see Trevor story go and they'll probably move Garrett Hampson to second base. Um, but yeah, I mean, just based off Bridrick and Munford's track record, when it comes to managing these players, he probably will get traded or they'll just fuck it all up and let him walk away in free agency. All right, so we got the two teams uh, done. Let, let's kind of get a, let, let's go over like an overview of the entire league here. Let's go division by division. So we kind of got into the into the NL West. I guess we could finish it off. There's still three teams we haven't uh, discussed. I mean, are we all in agreement that it's the Dodgers kind of division to lose? What do we think about Daniel? What do you think about the Dodgers this year? I think they're clearly going on a dynasty route. What is their relationship 
you know, how big is that rivalry with the Padres going to grow this year? We need to see like a brawl or something <laughs> um, that that would really start it all up. Like, you know, how we kind of saw with uh, Houston and Oakland last year, and then they met in the playoffs. Um, nothing really came about it in the playoffs, though. But um, it, it's very interesting. You know, the whole the whole country will try to watch, you know, like a game of when those two teams play. Is it much of a rivalry? We need the Padres to probably start something, you know, win, win a sweep a series, you know, have their Twitter account say something, you know, funny for the retweets. Machado's the perfect guy for it. Yeah. Just send Machado out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like you, you get Bauer and Machado just at the plate and <laughs> who, you know, who knows what happens there. You, you know, he strikes them out or he just takes them deep and, but, you know, Bauer kind of respects, you know, the whole bat, bat flipping thing. Can't really say the, the the opposite for Machado if he was to strike out and have Bauer yell at him or something. Um, is it much for a robbery, though? It, it's still – I think the – we still got to see a little bit more from it. Um, how back and forth is it going to be this season? Who knows? Yeah. Exactly. I think rivalries depend on history for, you know, a lot of it. And the Padres have been relevant for, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would say like their entire existence. I was about to say it. I almost, I, I held myself back, <laughs> but um, they've been irrelevant for the last 15 years. I mean, that's pretty, pretty fair. Jasper, how good is this Dodgers team? Oh, they're really good. Uh, I can only compare them to the Brooklyn Nets in basketball where they've just stockpiled these mega stars um yeah i mean i it's always a good day when you get to see trevor bauer lose um <laughs> so i mean obviously i'm gonna root hard against them uh i'd love to see tatis flip a bat in someone's face and then just run out and have the biggest brawl of the season um against gratterall yeah exactly no there's so many guys that could play that role on both teams it's going to be fun to have all of them involved oh it's going to be electric i mean the nls it's going to be a fun division to watch the padres they need to build a little chemistry first but once they get really going it's going to be a fun stretch in september um and even i like the diamondbacks i can't lie i really like what they're building over there um, they got a lot of young pitching talent. Um, Cattell Marte is probably the most underrated player in baseball. Um, and I think our Eduardo Escobar bounces back. But the NLS is going to be fun. Uh, but it is definitely the Padres and the Dodgers at the top. Yeah, there will, there will definitely be no nights off in the NLS to say that. Absolutely. No. There, there's something in every team. Like the Giants could hit, you know, they grind out at bats. Dodgers are a super team. Padres are like a super team, you know, but like a Walmart version of the dog. I wouldn't say they're not bad, but they're like, uh, they're super team. Yeah. And an in, inexperienced in, in super team. There you go. I got, I got an analogy for you, Steve. We yeah. Let's, let's hear it. Dodgers, LeBron, Padres, Bronny. Uh, there we go. <laughs> there we go. I would say um, Padres more Giannis, if if you want to put it that way. Oh, you know that they, they have six, they have regular season success. Get to uh, October and it doesn't look good. Yeah, and, and then you have the Rockies with Coors Field, so it's like that in itself is a factor. I mean, the Diamondbacks, I don't know what to expect out of them. That's why I wasn't gonna. So thanks for highlighting them. <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's hop over to the NL Central here. Really, not much. To I mean, 
I don't even know. I guess I could say this, Daniel, what team do you like in the central? Cause I I'm undecided at this point on, on who I think takes that division. Well, you could flip a coin and just say Cubs or Cardinals and stick with that. But I do like St. Louis just knowing that they have, they have guys that have been there before and, you know, sorry, Jasper, but Arenado pinned into that lineup. It's, it's kind of unfair at this point, you know, you're bringing in, you're bringing in his glove, which is something that, you know, they have been taking for granted for years now, but um, I don't know about taking for granted. He's pretty no, like, no, like, you know, he, he's been just consistent as it gets for the past decade. Um, then you have Goldie on at first and, you know, you have just Molina's presence. I, I hate, I hate that, you know, that idea, that entire narrative of a team's presence, you know, take it from me. I'm a Giants fan. I, I hate it, but they're there. Jack Flaherty. He's, he's as underrated as he gets as a starter. Um, and yeah, I just, I, I like St. Louis to go, to go pretty far. Yeah, Jack Flaherty, sneaky Cy Young pick, by the way. That would not be a stretch to put him in that conversation. Um, yeah, if I were to model, like, I think I'm leaning towards Cardinals, too, first and foremost. But if I were to model an entire organization to, like, model my franchise around, it would be St. Louis. Like, I love the way that they evaluate talent. I mean, they haven't had a losing season in 15 years. I mean, that's incredible that they haven't been below 500 once in 15 years and new players every single year come up tommy edmonds the you know and they're just gamers you know you see them wearing the the cardinal stirrups they're gamers tommy edmond plays multiple positions harrison bader such a grinder you know so these guys are all you know ball players and cardinals do a good job of finding that jasper who are you taking in the central i'm a cubs truther i think david ross with a full season um, he can really build a culture in Chicago. I love what I see out of Jock Peterson this spring. I know that's yes. a hot take, but I'm going to say it. I think he doesn't slow down when the season comes. He's, he's a more consistent Kyle Schwarber, in my opinion. Um, I mean, Chris Bryant, he's going to put his money where his mouth is this year and really show out in a contract year. Rizzo, I hear they're talking extension. He's also in a contract year. He's going to show out. I mean, the only big question mark with the Cubs is their rotation. Um, I'm blanking on their top prospect pitcher who absolutely shoves, but hopefully we get to see him this season. Uh, Kyle Hendricks, just Mr. Consistent. But, yeah, I mean, the Cardinals, they just have that culture, man. They have that winning culture. They just – they find guys every year. No, They just draft well. They develop well. And they're just a deep team. I mean, Jordan Hicks, this guy is the next Aroldis Chapman. He absolutely shoves it through the zone. Um, yeah, I mean, the NL Central, it's kind of a wash, but it is definitely going to come down to the Cubs and Cardinals, and I got the Cardinals coming out on top. But the Cubs, I think, will compete for a playoff spot. Cubs are an interesting team, in my opinion. Bryant, this is a big year for him, because this is the year, in my opinion, where we see who Chris Bryant really is. Like, we see the path that he – so if he completely tanks, gets hurt again, that's who Chris Bryant is. He's not going to get paid another day in his life, like, big time. Um, if he has a great year, then there's promise that he'll turn out to be somewhat of the player that he was expected to be. Um, and if the Cubs turn out this year, that they could, they could definitely be a division winners. 
But if they don't turn out this year and they're out of it by June, they have some major pieces to trade. Baez, Rizzo, I, I think Rizzo's going to stay. I think uh, if they're talking extension now, I think something's going to get done. But Baez, Bryant, I mean, Contreras, you have even, even uh, Peterson. I mean, these guys are all on the table in terms of trading. Uh, and I like Jock Peterson too. He's having an amazing spring. I mean, Dodgers, he, you know, Dodgers did not let him face left-handed pitching. And that's like been something that he's always wanted to do is play every day. So I think that's going to be a big benefit for him. So yeah, two great teams in the division. Don't count the Brewers out either. I think they could do something too. Really, dude. I think the Brewers are on the same path as the Rockies with Christian Yelich. They gave him all this money and they have not been able to build around him. So Oh, I would I would scratch this year off. I still think he's one of the best, you know. I still think he's a top ten player in the game. Um uh, I, I yeah. I just hope he turns it around. He had a rough go around in 2020, but everybody did. He's going to hit 60 home runs this year. That's my take on Yelich. Wow. That's boiling hot. With the dead ball. With the dead ball. With the dead ball. 60 homers. That's crazy. All right. From the worst division in baseball to, in my opinion, the best. The National League East has some real great talent. I mean – the Braves at the top, we saw them challenge the Dodgers. The Braves were my World Series pick last year, and I, I was so close to my prediction of Braves and Rays. And it didn't happen because the Dodgers swooped in. But they're so good. Um, Washington, I think, is an 85-win team. They have great pitching with Scherzer, Corbin, and Strasburg. And Lester now, too, at the back end. And then the Marlins have like really good young pitching. They could play stopper. They're probably not going to be like competitive, but they could play stopper. Um, and then the Mets are probably going to be in the hunt for a wild card spot. Um, Phillies 500 team could be dangerous if they pitch. Um, so this is such a good division. Daniel, where are you heading? I really like the Mets and I think that's just their pitching staff has a lot to prove. They they're I think they're just, they're sick of, always being disrespected by national media and there i listen i i have some i have some new york connections with a family friend he is so happy that you know cohen's come in and revamped everything yes. you know they have they had you know the off season you know the whole off season scare with their management and all that get it out the way we're done with you you know like let's not i don't even want to have this conversation anymore like he's gone we're, we're done we're moving forward now bringing in lindor huge you know that's that's showing we're all in we want to win right now if possible it's going to be very tough to do though don't get me wrong with atlanta who is probably one of the best teams in in the entire national league and then like you said washington too young talent pitching staff been there seen it before and then um not too not too bullish on Miami <laughs> with all due respect to Miami making the playoffs last year uh, that's not happening um but Mets all the way I I I see them winning the division yeah and the, the Mets I think one thing that I'm a little disappointed in with the Mets is that you know they had all this money with new ownership you know, everybody lost revenue in 2020 because no fans and the Mets were just sitting there pretty because they didn't have that problem because Steve Cohen didn't deal with it. So they had so much money to spend and they were supposed to be involved in every big free agent. 
Springer, um, Rio Muto and LeMahieu and Bauer, and they didn't get any of them. And, but I, I, Lindor's huge. I think that's equivalent to A-Rod coming over to the Yankees. Uh, he's just a complete culture changer. If he signs an extension, if he does not sign an extension, the Mets don't come out winning this deal I, at all because they gave up a lot expecting to sign him to, to an extension, and that would be such a big turnoff if he doesn't. Jasper, where are you heading in this, uh, in this uh, National League East? It's a good division. Braves. I mean, Braves. Braves, they're stacked and they still have guys, Ian Anderson, Christian Pache. Like they have such a deep team. They brought Ozuna back. Like they have pieces they don't even need and they're just bringing him back and they're going to be ridiculous and such a fun team to watch. I mean, they're still so young. Um, obviously Washington, it's a question of, can someone hit on that team other than Juan Soto? Can Pretty Victor much. Really take that step uh, and finally be the twenty. 20 guy he's supposed to be um other than that i mean the mets they're gonna be fun to watch uh can noah Syndergaard stop posting shirtless photos on instagram and actually stay healthy on the field for a full season that's gonna be an interesting storyline um marlins i mean i love what they're building they're not ready yet but they're gonna be good in a couple of years and that the division's only getting better but like if you're the phillies what are you doing you spent all this money on bryce harper zach wheeler and this gorgeous looking team and you can't win a game. You have Joe Girardi as your manager. Like, you have everything lined up for you to get it done. You can't get it done. So, I mean, is Bryce Harper just going to leave baseball without a World Series ring? Is that really where we're headed right now? Um, but, yeah, I mean, the NL East is going to be so fun to watch. So many storylines. And it's going to be a good year for that division. Yeah, Phillies botch the rebuild. Like, the last time they were good was, like, Ryan Howard, Chase Utley, Roy Halladay. Roy Halladay <laughs> was, was still alive. Oh, man. Too sit- no, just kidding. No, um, yeah, that, that was the last time they were good. Um, you know, and, and they completely failed to rebuild. They had, like, the worst bullpen in, like, the modern era last year. <laughs> so that's not fun. And the Nationals, I, one point I wanted to make about the Nationals, they never replaced Harper or Rendon or any of those guys. They just, like... They didn't even fill, they filled them with like Eric Thames and, you know, <laughs> guys like that. So Starling Castro. So it was just a rough kind of, and they still won games. So it's interesting how they're doing that in the Mets, as Daniel mentioned, they really have to prove the haters wrong here. They've, you know, in terms of their pitching, especially because they've had so many good staffs in the past, Harvey, DeGrom, Syndergaard, Mats. Do you remember that? And then, None of them were healthy at the same time. So, like, if they could get that pitching staff healthy, they're going to be pretty good. Um, so, Steve, I have a question for you, though. Yes. You think Trevor Bauer signs with the Mets if A. Rod was the owner? Uh, I don't think so. I, I don't think so at all. I think that I think the Mets were legitimate uh, pursuer. I think the I think the Mets thought they got him. I think the Mets thought the deal was already done. I mean, we saw Bob Nightingale tweet that Bauer was going to the Mets. It was finished. And I think at the last minute, Bauer screwed him. That's what I think happened. I hate Trevor Because Bauer, Bauer, so he posted something on his website, like signed merchandise. He signed Mets stuff and then put it on his website. Like that's such a big trolling, like 
how do you troll that much as a free agent? Like we saw, he documented this entire process. We, it's almost like we were, by the way, huh? Which no one watched or cared about. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) Rachel Luba, I mean, who represents, who has represented like one person of notability here, Bauer. I mean, we heard from her all off season and it just got sickening. It just got a little bit too much. Every video with the thumbnail, with the stupid, you know, misleading um, title, it was, it gets a little bit too, the stuff he does is interesting. I think he's a character. I think he's entertaining. Um, But like pitching in a spring training game with one eye shut, like, that's not going to help you. Like, don't say that that's helping you like focus. No, it's not. It's for show. Like it's, it's not helping anybody except people looking at you like you're crazy. So that's for, I can never say this word publicity. There we go. Uh, So who do we have in terms of uh, wildcard teams uh, before we leave the national league? Cause I've, I've San Diego and the Mets. What do you guys, Daniel, what do you think? Yeah. So uh, just rounding it out. Dodgers top of the NL West, Cardinals Central. Um, I will have the Braves win in the East. Um, and then your two wildcard teams will be Padres and Mets. Jasper. I'm in the same boat. Padres, Mets. I want to see the Cubs push for that spot, but no. I mean, and, Mets- and let, I'm sorry, Jasper. Let me add this, though. Mets, trade deadline, all in. Any Anyone, they will. their names will be linked to them. They are going to be attached to everyone. Cohen, he's all in. You know, see, bring in as many pieces as you want. It, you know that we've seen before, though, in baseball, you can bring in as many people as you want. Though name wise, doesn't always equal success. Look at the Dodgers a couple of years ago with Machado, but if they're all in, they're all in. Bring 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 everyone in. They're 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 going to be ready for October. Yeah, I'd like to see them get a get a bat in the outfield. Because uh, Kevin Pilar and Albert Almora, Almora, they're not the answers in that outfield uh, at all. So, yeah. So let's let's head back west. Let's go to the American League and let's let's talk about this division, which has the most potential, I think, in my opinion. I'm trying to like label a theme for all of these divisions. So we had best, worst, most fun, probably the the West. This one has the most potential, I think. Rangers, I don't think, are going anywhere. Mariners have some young talent in the outfield. Um, Could be an interesting club to watch. Oakland, I know Jasper wants to give some love to the A's. And Houston is still pretty good. So, Jasper, we'll start with you. Where do you think – where do you stand in this division? And I I forgot the Angels, too. They're good, too. I got Matt and Matt dominating for the A's. Um... As I said, I alluded to it earlier before we started recording, but I think Matt Olson is a MVP candidate this year. Uh, Matt Chapman is just baby Arenado. I mean, he's making plays you've never seen before at third base, and he's doing it with the bat too. Um, I mean, obviously the A's, it comes down to pitching, and I think they will get that Jesus Lazardo breakout year. I think Sean Manaya rebounds, and maybe A.J. Puck gets called up and shoves a little bit, but um, – yeah, I mean, everyone wants to see the Astros lose. We're finally going to have fans in the stands, so this is going to be their revenge tour. Uh, the baseball gods will enact some sort of punishment on them. Um, but, yeah, you bring up the Mariners. Julio Rodriguez, Jared Kelnick, um, they're going to be so fun. To Kyle watch. Lewis. Yeah, I mean, Kyle Lewis, what a year last year. 
Um, but I think with the Mariners, it comes down to pitching. Uh, I think they have – who's their pitcher? Kirby, that's their big pitching prospect. Um, so. Yeah. Like Paxton. Paxton. But do we really know if Paxton has anything left in the tank or is this kind of like a reunion tour? Yeah, um, did you see his last start of the spring? Yeah, he, he, was, like, he was great. Kane, uh, all the Giants, and uh, throwing 95 past people. If he's on the field. If he's on the field. Yeah, I feel like we're heading to a 3-0 and – uh, 2-5 ERA start for Paxton before he gets Tommy John. Um, oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, the Rangers, they have no direction. They kind of tried to make a playoff push last year, signing Kluber. Uh, got rid of all their guys. Mike Miner's gone. Um, and, yeah, the Angels. That's going to be the team to watch because – if they waste Mike's Trout career, Mike Trout's career, like that's another, that's a guy like Bryce Harper. Like if they waste his career, what is baseball? If you can't build around your stars. Um, so yeah, I got the A's coming out on top Astros and angels battling it out for the second spot. Uh, but I, I do like my A's and I'm a homer with that team. So I'm always going to support them. Yeah, the A's have overachieved like so much ever since the Astros took a hold of that division. And like they have never had an ACE. Like, they tried it with John Lester, right? Remember they traded for him? They tried that. But, like, you go into a wild card series with Liam Hendricks opening for you in Yankee Stadium, like they did, it's not going to work, and it didn't work. So you got to have an ace. Hurt that year, though. Sean I was hurt. Lazardo was nowhere to be seen. So mm-hmm. I'll give them a pass on that year. Um, but yeah, yeah, but I mean, Mike Fires, like, are we going to roll out game one with Mike Fires? I mean, there's hey, got to be. the facial hair rocking, I'll ride with Mike Fires any day. Frankie Montes is good, but he's not a top of it. The, they got to get it. They got to get an anchor. And I, I agree. I think Lizardo is going to break out this year. Um, I, I don't know if I like the way they've been babying him and Puck, like bringing it. Like, let's let's have you pitch in, you know, up five, down five, out of the bullpen in September. Like that's how you're going to get your innings in. Seriously, no. These guys have to start right away. Um, that's how they're going to learn. So, um. Yeah, I mean, Puck had Tommy John though, so I get them baby. Yeah, that that one makes sense. Let the guy eat. Mm -hmm. Yeah, let the guy eat. Daniel, where do you stand? Obviously, by the way, I want to make a note that Houston got lucky in 2020 that there is no fans there. I mean, that could have been really bad. I mean, they still got drilled quite a bit. You could look on YouTube. I was just watching a video this morning. Houston Astros getting drilled in 2020, Um, but they got lucky. Uh, and they also got lucky in the postseason. They were a 500 team, and they did well in the playoffs. So, where are you looking at in the American League West, Daniel? There, it's probably the only division in the entire league that can that can send three teams to the postseason. Mm-hmm. And every year, we always say the Angels are coming. The Angels are coming. We know this is the year. This is their year. Um. We're still waiting. Come on. Like, let's get some pitching in there and let's get Mike Trout into October where ratings will just be through the roof. But we always say that. And what do they do? They can't deliver. You know, they. this is Pujols' final season. Do we get anything from him? Um, Rendon, we're waiting. You know, it's like trying to deliver to that contract. And Trout, we know we're getting from him, but it's it's always going to come down to the pitching with the Angels. And as much as I want to see them in October, because, you know, in 2012, they kind of just 
well, not 2012, sorry, 2014, they just, they just found themselves in a bad spot playing, you know, the Surgeon Royals. But I think this is their year. And if not, well, it's just like any other season. A's just keep winning, stay healthy. You'll be fine. And Houston just <laughs> keep, keep it going. And even though you're going to get all the hate that you normally get, you know, and all these, all these fans now, they're going to be doing their trash cans and banging and all that good stuff. I haven't even thought about that. I'm, I'm actually interested to see how it goes in Oakland come the first game. That might be something to keep an eye on. And then I just want to throw this in there. The only thing you're getting with the Rangers this year is their full packed house, which I just can't believe even now. Like, how you doing that? Hey, good luck. <laughs> good luck. Analysis right there. Um, no, I agree with the Angels. Um, I think the A's just lost too much. Liam Hendricks and um, I'm blanking. Who else did they lose? They lost another piece that was pretty significant. Simeon. Um, who Simeon? There you go, Liam Hendricks and Simeon. Um, Elvis Andrews coming in the replace, eh, you know. So, but with I think the, the fraud, I hate to say it. Simeon, I like, I didn't believe it when he was in the MVP conversation a couple years ago. I, I think we're gonna see him regress in Chicago, but we'll get to that when we talk AL Central. Yeah, so, um, but with the Angels, I agree, they're they're probably the most what if team in baseball like what if this happened what if this happened because their lineup is set I mean Trout and Justin Upton who still quietly is very good Rendon's one of the best if not the best third baseman in the league um you know and then you have Otani and I think the thing with Otani is what is hurting him is the organ again the organization's babying him you know do the pitching every sixth or fifth day and then hit like, there's no excuses. Like he's been making like, you know, it's two weeks in between starts. Like that's too much. If he, if you want to be a two-way player at the big league level, you have to commit completely. And I know he's had Tommy John in the past, but this year is a year where we have to see Otani pitch 130 innings and hit when he's not pitching. Like after his starts, give him a day and then he'll play the, the next three days or four days, whatever it may be. That's how you have to run Otani, and I think that's what Joe Madden has alluded to this year. Pujols, you know, hide him at the bottom, let him hit 15. You know, that's fine. Who cares? Um, but this team, I think, is is very good. David Fletcher's a gamer, I think. Pitching, though. Daniel's completely right when he says that they need pitching. Um, again, this is a team that, like, likes to try and create stuff with Matt Harvey and Garrett Richards and – Andrew Heaney and um, they like to throw rent this year. It's Jose Quintana. I mean, what are we doing? Get an ace. I don't mind Dylan Bundy that much. I think he's Dylan Bundy had a great year last year, but another guy who needs to establish himself. They, they had a chance to get Bauer. They had a chance to get Cole, but whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I would still lean towards Houston in that division. Um I like some of the moves they made. I like some of their young starters. All right, let's hop to the central and I'll label this division, the most deceiving division. Cause a lot of people think they're bad, which they could be, 
but I think the Royals got a lot better. I think the Tigers are doing a really good job with the rebuild right now. Um, Indians still have talent left over with Bieber and Jose Ramirez. Uh, Steve, Steve, the Cleveland yes. Iwards. The Cleveland Iwards. The Cleveland baseball team, I should say. Yeah. We, yeah, I don't, it's funny how they said we're going to change our name the next few years. And after we do that, you can't say the name again, but you could use it for, for these, these next two years. But so that's interesting. But the, the talk of the town has been the White Sox. They're the trendiest team in the game, probably along with San Diego in the same boat as like unexperienced playoff teams we're looking at. Daniel, where's your allegiances in the central? Yeah, I'll go White Sox. Eloy Jimenez, though, going down is just Ooh, yeah. for, for the entire game. I can only imagine how their fans feel because this is, you know, 2020, 60 games. You know, they, they came out, they, they won, but they want to see it, you know, for an, a, a whole season. And missing him is going to be just an absolute bummer. But they still have enough. They have enough pitching they have enough hitting they can do it all tim anderson let's get another bang let's get another bang title um i like what they're doing there um maybe bring in another piece later down the road and make them a true contender possibly in the in the entire american league yeah no this is the best team in the game i are no not the game <laughs> god sorry dodger fans this is the best team in the american league i think uh and we have to see it first, I know, but I will not be hesitant to say that. Tim Anderson is great. He's a great hitter. Uh, love the guy's mojo. Uh, Ismati Grandal, Jose Abreu, Moncada. Luis Robert is a breakout star. Nick Madrigal is going to be playing second base for them every day. That's a good, you know, that's a definitely a guy who it's going to be interesting to see what he does. They're trying to work Andrew Vaughn into an everyday role. Uh, I don't know if he's ready yet, but I think the Jimenez injury kind of forces him up. And then the rotation, Giolito is disgusting. Uh, Keuchel, Lynn, you know, both inning eater, innings eaters. And then I guess it's kind of a question mark, four and five with Rondon and Cease. Um, so, it, and also La Russa. I got, I got in trouble saying this on Twitter um, by, the, by the Stan accounts on, on Giants Twitter. Uh, who are 13 and 14 years old. No, but <laughs> Larusa is a guy that I could see, you know, fitting in well with this team. Um, and I don't want to hear that he's taken 10 years out of the game and it's going to hurt him. No, he's been involved. He's been up. He's been in the front office. You know, it's not like he's been dead for 10 years and now he's coming back to like a new world. No, he knows baseball. Mm -hmm. This is a guy, and I don't. I also don't want to hear that he's not going to handle Tim Anderson and all the big personalities. Well, are you kidding me? This is the same guy that managed Jose Canseco and Ricky Henderson. I think Tony Larusa knows a thing or two about letting these guys act the way that they're going to act. Um, and the the notion that he doesn't know anything about sabermetrics and like this game, how it's a new evolved game with sabermetrics. Tony LaRusse is like the godfather of sabermetrics in the managerial role. Like this guy was the first guy that did, you know, how that had pitchers batting eighth. He was the guy that invented basically the ninth inning guy closer with Dennis Eckersley. So, I mean, LaRusse is at the forefront of all of this. He used the opener 
before it was even called the opener in St. Louis. So I think he's going to be fine. I think the only worry would be like, obviously the travel he's 76 years old. How will that take a toll on him? Anyways, um, it's going to be interesting to watch that division. Who did I just, who answered about the AL central? Did I get Daniel, Daniel. So Jasper, what do you think about the AL central? Sorry. I went on my mini rant about La Russa. No worries. I'll get to La Russa too in a second, but yeah. uh, I'm going to start with the Royals. I love that they picked up Benintendi. He needed a fresh start. He needed to get out of Boston. I love that they spend money. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I look forward to see Bobby Witt debut. I think he's going to be a future all-star at the shortstop position. Um, did they bring back Michael Franco? Yes. Yeah. That's going to be huge. For them. That guy's going to go off and hit 30 home runs this year. Uh, finally achieve what he couldn't achieve in Philadelphia, which, uh, Looking back to what we said earlier, Philadelphia definitely has some problems with developing talent. Um, but yeah, I mean, the Cleveland baseball team, McKenzie's awesome. They just have, they have the best, one of the best starting rotations in baseball and nothing else. Um, let's see, who am I forgetting? Detroit, as we said, fun team to watch with all their young talent. Uh, maybe we'll see Riley Green this year. Casey Mize is definitely gonna get a call up soon. Uh, Skirbel, is that how you pronounce his name? Yeah, he's yeah. he's one of their top guys too. On Matt Manning, hopefully we get to see a little bit of. Um, but as we said, this is the White Sox division. Uh, get a few beers in Tony LaRusso and anything's possible. Oh, uh, oh. Uh, Luis Robert, he's going to break out this year, finally getting 162 games. Uh, as I said, Marcus Simeon, I don't trust him outside of Oakland. I think he's going to regress to a 20 home run, 250 kind of guy. Um, but yeah, Tim Anderson – and you said it, handling these big personalities. The thing about the White Sox is they have these big personalities, but they have big personalities that put in work. And, I mean, Tim Anderson, that's one of the most dedicated players on the field. Great dude. So fun to watch. And I just love his emotion. He's electric. Um, so, yeah, the White Sox are going to win this division easily. Um, and we'll, it's honestly just a question of how far their young talent can go in the playoffs. Hopefully we see Michael Kopech finally play some amount of games. I mean, coming after mm-hmm. – He's had two Tommy John surgeries now? It definitely feels like he's had two, yeah. Jesus. I mean, he's a 100-miles-per-hour guy consistently. It's just a question of whether he can stay on the field. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to see the White Sox play this year. He was in the sale trade, right, with Moncada? Yeah, was, I believe so. Yeah, he was He was in one of those. All right, let's move to the East uh, to, to round this, this off here. Um, there's too many question marks, I think, in this division with every single team. First of all, New York, uh, they're never healthy. Like they always, every single year, it's like they have a whole starting lineup on the injured list, like Stanton and um, you know, these guys are never healthy, Judge. Um, so, and their pitching scares the living daylights out of me. Uh, you know, the starting pitching scares me. Outside of Garrett Cole, who do you rely on? Jamison Tyone, who didn't pitch last year. Corey Kluber, who pitched one inning last year. You don't have Masahiro Tanaka. You don't have James Paxton anymore. There's nobody. Luis Severino is like even like where, what happened to him? <laughs> so this team is full of question marks. Tampa Bay lost way too much to overcome, I think. They still have a good offense, but Charlie Morton, Blake Snell. What's going to happen with pitching? They went out and signed Chris Archer and Rich Hill. Like, that's an Angels thing to do. <laughs> um, 
I, I, Blue Jays, I think, are the bright spot. I think they're good. They have a really underrated outfield with guys like Teoscar Hernandez and um, a great infield with Bichette and Biggio and uh, Rowdy Talese and Vlad Jr. I mean, that's a pretty, pretty good team right there. But pitching kind of falls off after Ryu. Um, there's a few other guys in that rotation. Nate Pearson may be a breakout guy. Um, and the Orioles, I don't think I expected – I don't think we expect a lot from them this year. Um, and, of course, the Red Sox are kind of on their way back up. Daniel, what do you th- what do you think about this uh, this uh, American League East? Well, you did you did a great job of breaking it down. Um, I I do like Toronto though. It's just it's it is a bummer that you're not getting Kirby Yates maybe this entire season. Yeah, and I just I, I believe I saw Springer just sprained his oblique. He he has got a bad oblique going right now, so who knows how long he's out for. Um, but they're going to be driven by the kids at the end of the day. What can they deliver? Can who's, who's going to be the guy out of that one? Who's going to be, you know, we saw that with Houston a couple of years ago, it was Correa who really ascended into that star. Who's that going to be for Toronto? Who, who can be the guy where it's like, you know, if we're going to build around anyone here, it's going to be this guy. I'm not, I'm not too, I don't think it's going to be Vlad jr. Um, you know, he's, he's a great, he's a great power hitter. He's a great on base guy. He said he lost a lot of weight over this past season and he feels fresh and rejuvenated. Let's see it, <laughs> you know, let, let, your, let your work do the talk. Um, Hunjin Ryu starting for them. Eh, you know, he scares not, me. He's scared. Yeah. He's good when he's on the mound, but he's always hurt. That's right. And he's not the sexiest name. You know, to have leading your entire your entire squad, but you know, I I would like to see them contend, especially knowing that they can't play in front of their home fans at all. They're going to be at, down in Florida. Does that play a role in, in their entire season? Maybe, but um, I would like to see Toronto go far, but it all comes down to the Yankees. Just stay healthy. You'll win games. You'll be fine. It's just. We already see it now with Luke Voigt, right? He's already hurt. Season hasn't even started. Just take it, take it, uh, take it day by day with them, and you'll you'll for sure be in October. So I I, I like the Yankees. Yeah, hundred percent. And to answer your question in like the best terms I can in terms of the Blue Jays and who could step up, I really do hope it's Vlad. I I, I hope I hope it's him. I think he's so marketable. His dad played in the show. He's got the image that kind of sets him apart from everybody else. Uh, he's he. I, I hope he steps up and and becomes a, a really really good force for them and someone they could rely on for many years. And th- th- you mentioned the kids have to step it up, and they're going to carry that team. Literally, they have so many kids of former players: Ch- uh, Vlad Guerrero, Biggio, Bichette. That's pretty crazy how all of that happened jasper who's who's your team in the uh the american league or what do you predict for that division i mean i think the yankees are finally gonna get healthy this year i think they're all tired of getting hurt they're all tired of underperforming um as you said i mean severino are we gonna see him this season i'm pretty sure i have no idea i i haven't heard anything about him 
Neither have I. Uh, they do get Domingo Herman back, kind of a controversial player, but I mean, I'm not a fan of him, but he, he pitches well, so that'll be a bolster for their rotation. Um, yeah, I mean, the Yankees, they got LeMahieu back. They're going to be good. Um, the Rays, it comes down to, like, can your young guys perform? Uh, I'm pretty high on Brendan McKay. I think mm-hmm. he could potentially be a two-way guy, although they're kind of leaning towards keeping him on the mound right now. Um, yeah, I love their young talent. Randy Rosarena, it's time for him to let us know if he's that guy or not. I mean, because anyone can get hot in October, but if you can do it for 162 games, then you're the real deal. Uh, obviously the Orioles is just going to be a showcase of the future. Maybe we'll see Adley Rutschman if he just shoots through the minors. Um, I hope we see Chris Shaw in Baltimore friend of the yeah. show. Yes. No, shout out Chris Shaw. Um, yeah, the Red Sox, they're a mess. I don't know what to do with them. Uh, they really just didn't get a good package for bets if we're being honest. Um, so that's going to set them back a while. Uh, they didn't get that one World Series, but they could have easily built a dynasty. And now getting to the Blue Jays, uh, I'm high on Vlad, too. Uh, I saw he lost the weight. And, I mean, I, seeing him in pictures, he looks good. He's telling – by doing losing the weight, he's telling the team, I don't want to be a DH. I want to stay in the field. And I think that's exactly – that work ethic and that trust in himself is exactly what the team wants to see out of him. So I think we're going to see Vlad finally take that next step maybe surpass 100 RBIs. Um, Bichette is going to dominate. Biggio, still question marks around the guy. Not sure what they have in him. I mean, obviously, huge potential. But, I mean, we'll see. Nate Pearson, I want to see him pitch this year. I think everyone wants to see him pitch this year. Toronto, they've just had such a history of missing on pitchers. Like, R.A. Dickey traded the farm for him. Uh, David Price came in there. He pitched kind of well. Nothing to show for it, really, besides an ALCS appearance. But, I mean, I think this is the Blue Jays and the Yankees division. Maybe the Rays can make some noise just because you were talking about St. Louis being such a well-run organization. I think the Rays are equally just as well-run from the farm up. I mean, they just have a way of developing pitching prospects, developing just all prospects. That makes them a good team and a fun one to watch. Um, So, yeah, it'll be interesting. We'll see if the playoffs return to Tropicana, but I'm excited for what we got in the AL East. Yeah, and I was thinking about because I, I mentioned Chris Shaw is now with the Orioles organization. I I haven't checked to see if he made the team, but I hope he does because we got to have some good luck here with with some of these past RizzoCast guests. Jason Vossler, who is I got him the day like the week he signed, went off in spring training with the Giants, hit really well, and we're hoping to have a good year out of Tyler Glass now with the Rays. So hopefully some of our yeah, hopefully some of our alumni here could. Uh, could, could do could do pretty well by the way glass now just the views on that like podcast and the listens on that one like it's it's crazy uh, so love, yeah i'd love to see it all right let's 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 wrap oh yeah what's up before we close the book entirely on the al east um trey mancini comeback player of the year just pencil it in um you know tip of the caps to him um let's let's go out put out a great season just stay healthy all, all around at that yeah, for sure. And that's going to lead us into um, to, just to wrap it up here real quick. We're going to pick uh, award winners for MVP and AL Cy Young or and Cy Young for both leagues here. Um, Daniel, let's let's start with you. Who do you have for the AL MVP? Mike Trout. <laughs> <laughs> 
and you know it, it's it's almost a guarantee at this point just get them get them to meet that's what i always tell you know my family and everything if you're playing meaningful games in september that's almost as good as getting to october because you, you know you're everyone everyone's starting to lock in on each team and if you have trout just consistently batting you know at least 300 already has 35 homers in the bag over 100 rbis he should he should win it by far and that's when the writers submit their ballots too so recency bias always happens in, in these awards jasper al mvp give me judgy to get his first I want to see Aaron Judge hit 50 home runs, 100 RBIs, and bat 310. I mean, who doesn't? But I think he's finally – he's tired of getting hurt. Everyone's tired of him getting hurt, the Yankees most of all. And I think he's ready to just finally achieve what he did his rookie year and put his foot down on the mill. Wait, did he win an MVP his rookie year or am I crazy? Rookie of the year. Rookie of the year. All right, cool. So, yeah, he gets his first MVP this year. I will – I so Trout – we talked about this off air, but I will put the MVP filter. Yes, I would pick Trout, but I'm going to kind of go in a different direction, and I will go Judge. I will agree. I think when he's on the field, he's the best – one of the best, like, three or four outfielders in the game. Um, it's weird because he's so big, but he's such a great defensive outfielder. It's amazing how that happens. Um, so I think he's going to go off. I think he's the MVP in the American League outside of Trout. And then we stay in the league to go Cy Young. Who do you think is the Cy Young winner in the American League, Daniel? It's very tough to tell given the amount of pitching that maybe isn't in the entire American League. Yeah. So you might, have to, you might have to just go pencil in Giolito yet again. Yeah, for sure. I would. That's definitely a, a great pick. Jasper, what do you think? Uh, give me Garrett Cole to put the Yankees on their back. The Yankees double up on Cy Young and MVP. All right, and we talked about this guy earlier, and I'm going to make – Jasper said he's going to break out, but I think he's going to break out big. Jesus Lazardo in the American League. Let's go. Cy Young. <laughs> so that, that's that's my pick. I have no explanation. I just think he's going to – I think he's like a way better version than Sean Mania. Um, I get them confused a lot, um, so I think I think um, Lazardo is definitely going to shine this year. Well, Lazardo just doesn't also throw 91 miles per hour right down the heart of the plate, so I mean – yeah, <laughs> they're he's both digits up there, and he's got a nasty change up that curveball. Yeah, Lazardo's going to be a problem in the future, and hopefully, as you're projecting him, he's going to be a problem this year. So, yes, NL MVP, uh, in a league where there's so much good talent, so many five tool players. Daniel, where are you heading? I'm so torn in between either Corey Seager or Fernando Tatis. Um, Whoever, whoever probably – whichever team leads the West will probably get the vote. Um, I, I I know Tatis will probably be the pick everyone goes with, but watch out for Corey Seager. Is, he's in his contract year, I believe, too, and he's going to, you know, want to do as much as he can to get that bag from Magic Johnson. That doesn't happen a lot where MVPs are coming off uh, – are going in the free agency, so – should be interesting. Jasper, what do you think? Give me Nolan. This guy has been 40-plus home runs, 100 RBIs for so long, and now he's finally on a competitive team where – I mean, he's always been the guy, but he's on a competitive team. He's going to get eyes. He's going to make the playoffs. Hmm. I mean, 
everything's pointing towards Nolan having a big year and he doesn't have course field inhibiting the voters anymore. Cause I know baseball writers, some of the worst people in America, by the way, uh, definitely hate on course. That is going to help. That would totally help him in terms of not just, not just MVP, but hall of fame too. I mean, we saw Larry Walker make the transition to St. Louis hit very well. Course field is such an overrated thing. Like I feel like, it's a place that is probably even harder to play than people think. Like, it's not just easy. There's also, I mean, you wake up, you're sick because of the altitude. I mean, going out to the field every day and it's difficult to play there each and every day in Colorado. My MVP pick uh, is residing in Washington, Juan Soto. This guy is going to tear it up. Uh, I believe he won. He was uh, the, uh, hitting crown or whatever you want to call the batting average leader batting title. It's such a weird thing to say it's a batting title, but he won a batting title um, last year in the shortened season. I just think Juan Soto's one of the greatest left-handed hitters I've seen. Like that's not even a stretch for me to say that Um, he's 21 years old or 22 years old this year, 40 Homer power. He's going to walk more than he strikes out. Uh, on you know his best years like last year 41 walks against 28 strikeouts insane amount of knowledge of the strike zone led the league in batting average as i mentioned on base percentage slugging ops ops plus he's an animal he's just going to get better with time i think he's going to go down as an all-time great um so that's that's crazy i know it's after like two and a half years but soto's my pick for the mvp Cy Young, a lot of good pitchers in the American in the National League, as Daniel mentioned, not so much in the American League. So some more options. Daniel, who are you going with? I, I know there's a lot of shouts for the young talent to win this award with Walker Bueller and maybe the names out in the East. But I like I'm going to go a little bit. Um, I'm going to stick with the old heads and I'm going to go Max Scherzer. He. He's, he's just simply the guy and he, he's going to age. He ages like Kershaw, you know, the pitching doesn't, it's just not going to, it's what he does. He's not going to fall off the face of the earth um, just yet. And I think he has a very good season. Jasper. It's I mean, hard to predict this. It's going to be DeGrom, but I'm going to go Soroka. Yeah. Good pick. Yeah. I should have, uh, prefaced it by saying that it's going to be DeGrom because he's just so dominant and he's going on a stretch of like dominance that we've never seen. He's also going to get some run support this time. So, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. DeGrom is so good. I mean, he's throwing harder this spring. Um, yeah, to round it off, I will go with Walker Bueller. So, kind of going anti Daniel's comment right there about the young guys. No, Walker Bueller. And honestly, it's also a symbol that. Tim Corbin's program at Vandy is insanely good. I mean, and Walker Bueller's going to be a bright young star in that Dodger rotation. There's more coming. There's more coming. So, I mean, we see all these Vandy stars. David Price has had success. Sonny Gray's had success. All these guys are just pitchers. Like Tyler, Tyler Beatty. Tyler Beatty is, you know, maybe going to have success. I don't know. And then there's some bit good position players with um, – Yastrzemski and um, Brian Reynolds from Vandy. There's been some other good position players. Well, who? 
Dansby Swanson. Dansby. That's who I was thinking of. Dansby Swanson. Uh, I almost said Bo Bichette, but I think the hair threw me off. Um, but there's two guys coming in this draft that might go back-to-back one and two. Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker. Kumar Rocker, in my opinion, could pitch in the big leagues tomorrow. And uh, either one of them is going to be the best pitcher in the, the Pirates system right away. All right. So that's going to preface, uh, not preface. That's going to end this show. Um, thank you guys for listening. Daniel, Jasper, I appreciate you guys coming on. Thanks for having us, Steve. Yeah, that? Always a pleasure. Yeah, this was a lot of fun for sure. Um, more opening day stuff coming up on RizzoCast. Um, Kerry Crowley is next. He'll be part of episode number 53. Um, he covers the Giants for the Bay Area News Group. He's coming up next, so stay tuned for that. He's going to have a lot more on the Giants and uh, just the uh, the league in general, so it should be a lot of fun. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching. Follow us on Twitter at RizzoCast. You can follow me on Twitter at Steven Rizzotto. Jasper, where can they find you? They can find me at PGA Jasper if they want real content and Jasper Lindsay with two Ys if they want journalistic content. So there's two sides of Jasper. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel, where can, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me in the comments of every Giants loss on Twitter um, at Daniel underscore A9810. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm always posting the uh, NSFW videos, um, calling out the fan base, and I'm going to say what I need to say about the team. The voice of reason and you could also find daniel in seattle at t-mobile park on thursday yeah, no, if you hear you you know you might not just see me you might hear me too because if we are just absolutely shitting the bed uh kapler is gonna get in here full and i hope i hope he could hear me at that because i i think this is for this is his first full season obviously i'm not paying attention to last year but um he will be in an earful if no one's hitting <laughs> on thursday yeah, we'll, we'll listen out for the hot mic because we love hot mics in sports and there needs to be more of them and they should not, they should be embraced, not, you know. <laughs> uh, I'm sure Jasper agrees with that. I see him smiling. All right, guys. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Subscribe, like, Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcast and have a great day and enjoy the baseball season.